welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey! Look at us! It's like deja vu. I know, we're here on the late night tip, seeing that we've already tried to record this podcast four different times, and we had some uh, major difficulties there. So this one goes through without a hitch. Uh, This was our final attempt, so good for us. Oh Yeah, hopefully it worked. So far, so good. Fourth time is a charm. We only got two minutes in, all the other ones. We stopped, we worked out for an hour. We Uh, did. Then we came back and we tried again, it still didn't work. So we did a complete system reboot. And uh, here we are. This is our last-ditch effort. In the meantime, uh, since it's later in the day, we saw some breaking news come across that Alex Smith is being traded to the Washington Redskins. Right. We don't know compensation yet. It sounds like a player and picks are involved, um, but that's that's pretty big news. Yeah. Can't wait to find out what the compensation is uh, there because it said players, too, so I wonder what other players are going to be involved in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interested, but obviously we don't know because it's Tuesday night, right around like 10 o'clock at night here, so we don't know what's going on. We'll keep an eye on it during the podcast and see if anything else breaks. You keep an eye on it during the podcast, see if anything breaks, and let me know. We'll do. And then I'll act like I broke the news. Sounds good. I like to be the man sometimes. Uh, and, I so, and I don't care. Um, so. How does this affect, you know, this is probably good for like a guy like Jameson Crowder, these short intermediate routes, even though uh, Alex Smith opened it up last year pretty well, actually. So I don't know how this is going to affect Josh Dotson, but what receiver is going to go? Uh, now it's the Pat Mahomes era. How does this affect Kansas City? Does it affect Kareem Hunt? Is it going to run even more now to protect the rookie quarterback? Uh, I don't think it really affects Tyreek Hill very much because, if anything, if Mahomes can drop those dimes in there with Hill's speed, this is going to just make him even more of a. It could make him a bigger threat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is he's already an elite round two startup dynasty player. Uh, I saw a trade recently. I didn't really like the trade too much uh, in a podcast league I'm in. They traded Tyreek Hill. He got Tyreek Hill in a first rounder for Antonio Brown. Ooh. Yeah, not a big fan of that one, but uh, was it at least like the first pick? Is it pretty the high. first round? No, 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 no it wasn't. Jeez, uh, I don't like the trade, but at the same time, you know, five years from now, you might be like okay with that trade, but it's going to be a while. It's definitely a long term play, that's for sure. But we'll see. I mean, Tyreek Hill is still an explosive player. It's just sometimes players like that. Their shelf life are somewhat short because players that totally relied on rely on explosiveness. You see them being dynamic dynasty players, but it's even it's, though it seems like it's a long time because it's like three years, sometimes four years. In the long term of things, when we think of long term plays, they're not that. Sometimes the flames that burn brightest burn out the quickest. Yes, that's a good. You're so philosophical, Phil. Philosophical? Philosophical. Thanks, man. I, uh, I'm just full-blown stupid right now. It's late. <laughs> it is late. I, I, I was in there pumping iron. Yeah. So I'm somewhat of a meathead right now. We're a little bruh. bit meatheaded up, okay, man. Okay, bro. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, but, again, who is nowadays? Who is that long-term play? You know, when we talk about the elite players. Like, who are – you know, we did a podcast. We, probably, we should probably go back over that again. Uh, maybe in the meantime, between here and the Combine – where we cover the elite of the elite. And last year we did a whole show on it saying, hey, there's only 11. Yeah, we came up with, I think it was like, I think it was less than that. I think I we came up with like eight guys. I, I, They're like I the elite of the nine. elite. Yeah. And now that, but I feel like now it's going to be a little bit deeper because the running back class is so deep. And if some of these receivers have taken a step back, you yeah. know, no, yeah, now we- like, you know, a guy like AJ Green is sitting behind guys like Alvin Kamara, right. Kamara. You know, we say Kamara all the time. It's Kamara. Uh, tomato, tomato. And then, you know, here's a here's a good debate. I see a lot of people talking on Twitter about, a lot of people are saying, hey, this Saquon Barkley hype is getting a little, little too out of control for me. A little too out of control. And I've seen guys that I respect on Twitter saying, hey, I actually had a higher grade on Todd Gurley and Zeke Elliott than I do Saquon Barkley, which is, okay, that's fair, but it can be drastically different. And a lot of people are saying, hey, why would, you know, you need more than 1-1 for Alvin Kamara? You know, he was just running back three on a year. 
He's young. He's dynamic. What more do you need to see? Like, how is Saquon Barkley going to beat that? And it's a fair point. It's a fair. I mean, it's a great point because I mean, you already know the landing spot also for uh, Kamara. So you know you know exactly you know what offense he fits in and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, who knows where Barkley ends up? It could be somewhere where he, he doesn't have the best opportunity right away. But so, would you take – if you had 1-1, one, one, would you take Kamara for it? It's cl- no, I mean, it's close enough. Wouldn't. It's close enough. But you I, wouldn't, though. It depends on my team. You wouldn't. I know. Your team sucks. You have the 1-1. No, nah, not if I traded for That's it. That's true. I have the 1-1, and my right. team's a playoff team. And He's, I just so happened traded for his first, and he just ended up blowing donkey balls. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have 1-1 one, one in uh, two leagues. And I know, and I love Kamara. Like, I'm a huge Kamara fan, but I wouldn't do it. It's just because I want to see where it gets me. Again, I think Barkley's the next LaDainian Tomlinson. That's my belief. And well, I mean, what do you think Kamara is? I mean... I think he is. I think what he just did this year is pretty much. Again, there's nothing wrong. Being running back three overall is fantastic, right. right? Yeah, I'll take that. But when you have a guy like that's running back one, and for example, what Todd Gurley did when you're giving me two thousand yards from scrimmage, right? No, you're single handedly. That's single handedly winning yeah. me a championship. Camara right. is going to get me to the championship, and with a good surrounding cast, I'm probably going to have a good chance of winning. Todd Gurley is going to win me that championship. So I'm looking where I look at Barkley saying, okay, you know, maybe his worst case, not worst, okay, obviously not worst case, but maybe my lower expectations is he is, he is Camara, where he is running back four, running back five. So the way I would look at it is like, listen, I'm going to shoot for that LaDainian Tomlinson. I'm going to shoot for the ceiling here. I'm going to go for that all pro future Hall of Fame running back and look for that to get into my lineup. So it's not anything against Camara whatsoever. It's just more I'm going for, you know, where most people are trying to get to the moon, I'm trying to get to Mars. Right. right? No, I got you. So that's why I look at it. So that's why I wouldn't take it. But if you offered me Camara and pick 1-8, oh, I'll do it in a second. Anything along those lines. You offer me any good player in another first-round pick, I'm taking that. Like over, you offer me Cream Hunt, you offer me, uh, okay, maybe not Fournette, even though I like Fournette, but with the ankle, I'd be a little bit worried there. But if you offer me Cream Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, you know, somewhere along those lines, maybe even Christian McCaffrey, and like pick one, si- I'm considering it. Yeah, you know, I'm right. like, I'm gonna jump on that train. So for the Barkley, where I understand what people are saying, it's out of control the Barkley hype because a lot of people are like they're not taking certain trades. Where I feel like with one one, I would take a trade that's totally reasonable if you're giving me a good young running back. back back in return right and a first round pick then i'm totally jumping on that because i'll be okay with running back three while you have running back one but i feel confident enough in my drafting ability where the the player i get with that pick is going to totally outweigh you know i'd rather have evan ingram and christian mccaffrey than Le'Veon bell i'm with you there okay so so uh just to touch back on the alex smith thing um, more news um, he already reached a four-year contract extension, which will lock him up for five more years. Um, so with basically, Washington? Yeah, five five years with Washington. Alex Smith, the second he walks in the door, gets a five-year deal well, when, when Kirk Cousins couldn't get a deal for the last well, th- two years. Because he's probably going to take what he's getting. He's probably going to take $17 million. Same thing he got in Kansas City, right around there, like $17, 18000000 million. And they felt the difference if Kirk Cousins wanted $24, That's $7 million a year. And I read a report, you know, from the former GM saying, you know, we really think Kirk Cousins is good. He's a good quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback. Right. So if you want, if you don't, if you think he's a good quarterback that's worth eighteen, nineteen million a year, and he wants twenty five million, then you're like, hey, listen, we'll go get the Alex numbers Smith. Don't work. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, man. Like you're just not. Listen, dude, you've only got us to the playoffs once. Okay. You're not. You're not taking us any. Like you're. You're thirty. Alex Smith is what thirty three. I think I think they said he's thirty four. Okay, so yeah, you know what? So yeah, right. I guarantee that most of that contract at the back end of it's not guaranteed, so they can get out from under it. Maybe still draft a guy, maybe not this year. Wait till all this hype goes and get a quarterback next year. They can still find a guy there. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I still predict that Kirk Cousins will be a Bronco. The only thing this hurts is my team, the Browns, on the veteran quarterback they get is probably going to be like AJ McCarron, and I throw up in my mouth. <laughs> That's definitely a throw up in my mouth situation. But listen. Listen, this podcast is not about me throwing up in my mouth. 
It's not about Matt breaking news over here about five-year extensions. It's not about my muscles bulging right now to the extreme because I just got done pumping iron like I was Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1972. This is about the Senior Bowl. This is about the Senior Bowl. Because we, you know, we covered the Senior Bowl. And now, I will say this about the Senior Bowl. So when it comes to the Senior Bowl, it's mostly the biggest thing you're looking for here and what GMs are looking for is the practices. Yep. A lot of people leave, actually. They don't stay for the game. No, a lot a, of teams. A lot of people leave after, like, the Thursday because Friday is just a walkthrough practice. And, Correct. Yep. So when people say, wow, why does everybody leave? It's because, well, the games themselves, they don't blitz. Right. They only have X amount of scripted games. So it's the games itself aren't really enough to show you where the talent is and what's what along those lines. So what you're really looking for is how they practice, how how quick they pick up things, and how they get through. You know, the first day of practice for a quarterback. Okay, you know, he's missing things, you know, here and there. Okay, but how is he on day three? How's he looking then? Right. And are these guys progressing and all that kind of stuff is what they're really looking for. Um, and, and let's face it, too, the best players don't play the senior bowl. You know, we're looking for guys like, you know, guys like Cooper Cup. That Those are the diamonds in the rough that we're looking for. The guys that you can get in the second round of your rookie draft mm-hmm. that can get in there. Now, I will say this. There have been good guys that went through there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely if you're in a super flex, like guys like Carson Wentz. This year you have Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen there. Right. Definitely the quarterbacks are the ones that are starting to get up there. And Phil Savage, who runs the Senior Bowl, is doing such a good job. We're getting more talent I mean, into the Kareem Senior Hunt, Bowl. Zay Jones were both year. Senior Bowl guys Correct. last year. Kareem yeah. Hunt. Uh, a good running back is usually going to play into the Senior Bowl, even though Sony Michelle declined. O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram were both there last year as well. Correct. So, I mean, there, I mean, there are there are more and more players that are going there. Tight ends usually go there. And this year we have – listen, I, I know I, last year I went – or uh, last week I went full-blown love patrol for Mark Andrews. Uh, this week <laughs> I dove into some Dallas Goddard tape. Ooh, hey. Oh, my – Goodness, I mean, <laughs> and that was, I mean, the unfortunate thing about Dallas Goddard. I mean, not to cut you off because your the the eyes are starting to roll back in the back of your don't head. Worry, and all sorts don't worry, don't worry. I took a Viagra. Okay, great. Going going nowhere anywhere. I'm good. But he got injured like early Tuesday, like Tuesday, so yeah. really early in the week. So unfortunately, you know, you didn't really get to measure don't care. him with the rest of the, the don't people. care because I was watching t- I was watching tape. Okay, I didn't watch a lot of tape. But I want to start watching. It was like, you know what? He's going to play the Senior Bowl. I got to know how to pronounce his name 100% right. Let me start watching some tape, right? Right. Once I started watching the tape, I was like, come on, baby. Give me one more game. Right. Oh, baby. Give me one more game. This guy is Travis Kelsey. Nice. Okay. So I went full-blown splooge patrol on Mark Andrews last week. (laughs) Listen, I think Mark Andrews is a first-round dynasty pick. Okay. I think Dallas Goddard. Is a first round dynasty pick. He is Travis Kelsey, man. He is a big six foot four, two hundred and sixty pound, ten and eighth inch hands player that's gonna go out there and make plays. He's 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 not a blocker. Right. Which I'm okay with. I don't want my tight ends blocking. I want him catching footballs. As long as it, I mean, as long as he goes to the right place where they don't want him to block, that's fine. Yes. Scheme is everything. If that is his only avenue for playing time, it's a problem. But listen, we don't know where they're going. So right, so right now, today, right. I know last week we did our 12-round rookie mock draft uh, way too early. I would squeeze Dallas Goddard in there right around probably. We had, I had Mark Andrews right around pick eight. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd have him pretty close in there because I think he's going to be a difference maker as well. I like this tight end class. You know, Mike uh, Gesicki yep. uh, was there as well out of Penn State. And he's somebody, again, a nice, solid tight end. He gets really a lot of cred for his blocking. I watched a little tape on him so far. Um, the one game I watched and another game, like, yeah, he blocked a lot. Right. I wasn't really, like, impressed with his blocking. Like, he got pushed back a lot. It wasn't uh, – but he's a nice athlete at six foot five, two twenty four. Again, big hands. He definitely is. He's yep. a nice tight end, too. I, like, I want to see what scheme he goes to, too. But when I read everything about, like, oh, he's a, he's the all-around tight end, right? He does everything well. Like, maybe, like, the Jason Witten of this class where he blocks well, catches well. And I was like, ah, you're blocking. Can use some work. <laughs> but the fact that he blocks, period, is nice. That is nice, considering some of them don't block at all. So, yeah. So, both those guys are at the Senior Bowl. Both tight ends that I really like. You know, we mentioned Troy Fumagalli last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't really do anything at the Senior Bowl. No good news really come out for him. 
this week. But the other guy at the Notre Dame tight end, uh, Smith. Smythe. Smythe. Yep. Smythe. Uh, yep. Six foot five, two fifty three. He had a twenty seven yard touchdown catch, but it was a pretty easy twenty seven dollar cut touchdown. He was catch. pretty wide open. Yeah, pretty wide open. But so, he had a good game, right? No, he had a good game. Um, and he was he, he was like mostly a, a blocking tight end at Notre Dame there. So that was kind of a, a bit of a surprising um, revolution there that, he, that you know that he was useful in the passing game basically. So that's nice to see out of a guy. Maybe they just. Didn't you know? Didn't want to utilize him that way. He was better blocker. Happens all the time. It sure does. Happen, happened to Alvin Kamara, at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Just what is it? Wasn't utilized properly. Right. Sometimes you need these senior bowls and the combine. That's why you want to use these combines and the senior bowls to see where these guys are athletically. And big. The biggest thing is not just athletically; is mentally. Is where you really want to put these guys on the charts uh, and see where they come into play. Not just for overall athleticism, but for your team as well. But I'll tell you what, I am personally excited again this year that coming off last year's class it was such a good tight end class we said it was the best tight end class that we've ever seen mm-hmm. uh going back to the uh aaron hernandez right, rob right. Gronkowski, jimmy, jimmy graham, graham class sure. and it was jermaine gresham who was the first round pick to the cincinnati Bengals. that was the first tight end take out the board in that class that's probably the best tight end class to come out probably since last year with the talent we got there with evan ingram david njoku george kittle O.J. Howard, those are names that you mentioned. That's even mentioned guys that are going to come out later down the road, maybe like an Everett down the road. Right. But early glance, looking at this class where it's really deep at tight end, not as strong as receiver, I will put the tight ends probably the second strongest class here right behind running back where you can get a difference maker. And if you're picking late and you just want to get the best player available and we all need that good tight end, which usually if you get a guy, if you own a Travis Kelsey, for example, oh, yeah. a Zach Ertz, you can flip that in a package deal for a real good commodity back. You are going to be in position if you need tight end help or you just need a really good backup because it's really good if you have two of those guys on your roster. You're going to get a good tight end because right now, Dallas Goddard, Jasicki, and Mark Andrews, all the like pretty good viable options for your dynasty team for the long term to be tight end once. Right, no, and you throw in a guy like um, Ian Thomas, a tight end out of Indiana, athletic type of guy that, that showed well this past weekend. I mean, and it's, it is rounding out to be a, a pretty nice little tight end group. Yeah, he had a good uh, – Ian Thomas had a good senior bowl, did he not? He had, he had a nice week, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have the numbers right here in front of me, uh, what his actual receiving output was for that game. but Yeah, but again, I mean, again, it's not the – he had one catch for 28 yards. Okay. But it's not – the game it's not the news you're looking for when you're like who had a good week who had a bad week when right. you go through like when I go and I and I read the scouts that I trust and I'm taking their input from the bowl games I'm not reading anything about the game I'm reading about the practices what they're hearing what they're seeing throughout the practice and how they're performing versus these players okay so again it's it's about when who has a good week throughout the week not necessarily the game but those tight ends like you said so now we have Ian Thomas on the board we have Troy Fumagalli on the board. We have Mike Jasicki on the board. We have Dallas Goddard on the board. We have Smythe out of Notre Dame on the board. And goes back to Mark Andrews, too, out of Oklahoma. I'm As of today, I'm giving Goddard and I'm giving Mark Andrews first-round rookie startup grades. That's where I'm putting those guys as of today. We'll see if any of these running backs can come in and maybe push them down the board. Probably unlikely. Just for me, for how, how weak the receiver class is, mm-hmm. I want to see how this – you know, maybe a guy like Auden Tate can move up the boards for me here. Maybe a guy like Christian Kirk can move up the boards for me here. But right now, definitely at the back end of the rook, of a rookie draft, I love, for a team that's already competing, that's already competitive, I love a really good, safe, solid pick here. A nice, good player that I'm already adding to a good, a good team. So that's a really good commodity. And these are the kind of players that usually do slip to you. The tight end always slips yeah. to the back end of the draft here because everybody's gobbling up those receivers. Everybody's gobbling up those running backs. And you're always, anywhere from pick 6 to 12, are in line to get one of the best tight ends in the class. And this year, so far, again, I think both of those guys are really athletic. Goddard reminds me of Travis Kelsey a lot. Wow. And well, I'm anxious like to him. dig in on that guy a little bit more. I, I, I knew he got injured, so I wasn't sure how much we were going to cover him this week and, and just – Due to time constraints, I really didn't get a chance to look into him very much. So sexy Rexy, man. Yeah, so yeah, your excitement has gotten me excited. Yeah, and I can't wait to watch 
more tape. I've watched two and a half games when I had to stop on them. And then people are like, oh, two and a half games. Well, two and a half games is a lot to watch every single snap of somebody to make me get excited. Right. Definitely on the usage of him as well. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, South Dakota. Right. Know. That's that's why I was I was anxious to see the guy perform, you know, with all this higher level talent. And, and that's why it was a bit of a bummer why he got And that's the big thing is you want to see how these guys yeah. do play. That's what helps when a guy like James Washington comes in and practices really well right, all right. week. Then comes out and has a solid game, has a solid practice week. Uh, you get excited about stuff like that. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I, James Washington actually didn't have a catch in the game. No. But he did have a very solid He did week. not have a solid game. No, yeah, not a solid game at all. But, you know, you're 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 catching passes from guys that, you know, you're, you're not used to catching. So a lot of this is boils down to timing. But for all the reports and everything, James, James Washington actually had a very – he had one of the – Best, best weeks. Best weeks. If you read reports, who had the best? Yeah. If you, who's the best receiver at the Senior Bowl? Right. People are gonna say James Washington. James and Washington. If you look at the stat line, like, oh, how is he the best? Right. Again, it goes back to the practices. Yeah. Reason why we have James Washington currently as our number two overall rookie receiver. And and all and, and and I loved it because all the reports that came out basically mirrored exactly what I had said about him last week, how he's just aggressive in, in mostly everything he does, like catching the ball, run after the catch, everything. He just has a very aggressive nature, and it's something that's that's really attracted me to him early on in this process so far. He's a good football player. Yeah. You can tell that he loves it and he wants it, yep. and he's going to get after it. He's going to get after the next level too. And stuff like that goes a long way. It absolutely Because honestly, most of these people that flame out in the NFL – Half of those guys just don't like football, man. Yep. Uh, J- uh, Justin Gilbert for the Browns, who they took number seven overall. Oh God, he did not like football. That guy couldn't like, care less about at all. Football, like yeah. a li- he literally not like. I know some people that knew that guy kind of, and yeah, he did not like football whatsoever. So he got drafted. He made money. He worked hard for a couple of years in college to get that money, and they got drafted. And was like, well, whatever. I don't care. I'm rich now. What does it matter to me? Yeah, but he'll be poor soon. Most likely. I mean, unless he squirrel it all away. Who knows? I doubt it. He's not a very smart guy. All right. Um, so another um, – you want to move on to more of the wide receivers now that we start talking about James Washington? Yeah, so James right. Washington, again, we have James Washington down as a first-round grade. We have him currently sitting as our number two overall receiver. Love to see him – again, I go back to it before. I think we mentioned this before. Like, I would like to see him – if they hold on to Des Bryant in Dallas, which I, I'm still kind of 60, 40, 60% they don't hold on to Des. They've definitely been sending mixed messages. Yeah, definitely like Stephen Smith, uh, Jones' son saying, oh, maybe this, you know, Dak and uh, Des They don't are have the, the best connection, connection. The sideline stuff's a distraction. And then Jerry Jones comes out and says, we're keeping him. So it, there's a lot of mixed messages going on right now with Des. But I think if you throw a guy like James Washington in there, the offset Daz definitely run you know some good slant routes right there as well. I think that'd be a really good fit for him in Wa- in in Dallas if they can get their hands on him. Like we said before, I think Washington be a really good number two receiver to one of these big play receivers. You know, yep. uh, a player like that there, I think would be a really good fit. Get me really excited about James Washington with mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. I don't. There's no way James Washington's falling on the first round here. In rookie drafts. In rookie drafts. Right. If anything, like you said, he has a potential to move up to 1-1 of receivers. To, uh, yeah, top of the the wide receiver board for me is, is a definite possibility. for. But let's talk about a couple other seniors here that are going to be interested uh, in getting drafted. We had a guy out of Penn State, Deshaun Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Six De- foot, Deshaun, 202 pounds. Deshaun Hamilton yep. out of Penn State. Six foot, 202 pounds. Had a really good week. Looked really good in practices. What really shined him there is like he was really coming off the line really fast. Right, right. Now, the big thing question with him, I think, for the NFL-wise, is going to be his speed, like mm-hmm. his actual overall speed. But the way he, he gets off the line so well and so quickly, it opens up things for him. And I, But the only concern with him, again, I'm, I'm no, living the, the, on tape on him, is stuff like that doesn't translate as well into NFL. It's harder to get off the line. It's way more press at the line. Uh, how do you handle that? And then when you do, they ha- they have such good regain speed. Yeah, yeah, their catch up speed is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like he had a really good senior bowl. It looked pretty good. He, he, he was, he's actually one of the guys that went from East West Shrine Game and got bumped up to the senior bowl the, the following week. So he had back to back pretty decent weeks that that he that he stacked on top of each other there. 
Um, it's a good bump. It's a, it's, a de- it's definitely a good bump, and and I think it does boil down to his overall speed because I didn't see him. It didn't pop his overall speed on film. No, so, at all. So he's he. I have my note on him is it says right here. You said East West Shrine game, good game, Senior Bowl, pretty good. Looked pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Speed, NFL Combine. That's what we're looking for. I want to see how fast it is. So he falls in the category of okay, this forty time. Like we say, sometimes the forty times overblown. I need to see how fast this guy really is. I, I agree. If he's running a four six, then. I don't want anything to do with him. Right, he's a he's a possession guy. He'll he'll probably settle in nicely as a wide receiver three for somebody's team, and that's not going to help you much for fantasy purposes. No. But a good game overall. He did have a he good did week. Have, he had a good week. Yep, good two weeks actually. Um, another guy that had a really good week there. Um, Your guy, yeah, DJ uh, Shark, uh, um, LSU. He measured in about six two and a half. So I I mean I marked him down six three. I usually round up on the half. Good um, size six. Thing. Yeah, around, around one hundred ninety six pounds. And obviously blew up the game, um, five receptions, 160 yards, and a touchdown with a long play of 75 yards. Just some really big, deep, deep threat type of connections here. Um, but you know, overall, his even his whole week looked looked pretty decent. And it's one of those things where um, obviously LSU run run based team, not not really relying on the passing game much. So um, this is this is an opportunity to come into a game and and kind of have a have a fresh approach here from uh, offensive perspective and they they utilized him man he looked good and um, it's not like he did horrible he had forty receptions last year for eight hundred seventy four yards at LSU so it's not like he's coming out of completely nowhere but um, I think he's I mean, one of, monster I think he's, game for the South I mean again like you said he had that long touchdown seventy five yards but he had five catches for one hundred sixty yards and a touchdown he's one of those guys I think is going to be a better pro or more productive pro than a college player so I mean similar I think think Michael uh, Michael Thomas at Ohio State he never put up huge numbers there and as soon as he gets to the Saints and we talked about that when he right. was coming out and saying hey because I remember you were concerned about Michael Thomas a little bit because of the tape and I said well everything I saw on tape shows me he's gonna be a pretty good right. receiver. This is what these are. This is why I watch the Senior Bowl when I like to pay attention to the Senior Bowl is because a player like DJ Chark that comes in that wasn't even on my radar at all, you know, coming to LSU, not even on my radar at all. And when I got to his tape, it had probably been limited that I really like dove into it like hardcore. Mm-hmm. Comes out here, has a great Senior Bowl, has a great week of practice, has a great uh, East West Shrine game. Or no, I was just trying no, to. No, yeah, right. Yeah. It has a great, great week week of practice. Now it's like, okay, now I can go back again, rewatch tape, dig a little bit deeper, and see how this will translate to the NFL. Like you said, looking for those players. There's always players that are going to come out that weren't as good in college. They're going to be good NFL players because he, of opportunity and scheme. Yeah, he's he's a he's a smooth athlete too, and he and he's fast, man. He can get behind the defense, so he's got a lot of upside, especially with that size. And, and I, you know, it, it's enough where, as of now, I'm I'm slating him in at, at the high end of a second round, and it, it could go up. He could sneak into the first round for me. So it's DJ Shark, 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 C H A R K, wide receiver LSU. Nice bump here, Senior Bowl gets him up there. Let's watch some tape. Let's see where it gets drafted. Let's what scheme evolves into. Because again, we have guys like that too. Uh, we had him. Uh, he could be a character guy like. Aliante Carew, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that everybody loves coming out of Arizona State. Everybody loves him. He's going to be a good receiver. Where's he going to go? And then all of a sudden, boom, he lands up in Miami. And he's behind Jarvis Landry. And he's behind Devontae Parker. And we're like, oh, okay, well. Mm-hmm. Now he's screwed. Yeah, I don't want anything. All of a sudden, now I don't want anything to do with Leonte Carew. And other people were making a mistake of still drafting him high. Right. Just because we built him up all year. And then after the draft, we're like, listen, Devontae Parker's young. Jarvis Landry's young. He's not starting over any of those guys. His value is literally plummeted here. He's the third receiver at best on his team. I don't know if I like him as much anymore. So we went from like the first round to going, okay, I almost don't want him at all. So we do have players like that as well. Absolutely. So let's see where they end up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy, a guy who I was somewhat interested in, Michael Gallup, didn't have a good week. He didn't have you no. Know, he did not have a great week uh, of practice. Anyway, 
He didn't have a, he didn't have a bad game, three receptions for sixty yards. So it's not like he totally tanked in that respect. Best receiver on the North team, right? Absolutely. But again, the practice, mm-hmm. like all the, a lot of reports came out. I'm like, ah, uh, wasn't really that great. And honestly, even at the stat line, he had three catches for sixty. Most of those, half of that came on the one play. He had a 31-yard catch, the big catch. Absolutely. But one of those guys that I was something interested in, this is a guy over his last four games, uh, he just had 100-yard game in college. So he ended the year not on a high note, but came into the offseason. He's like, okay, this is a guy I need to watch a little bit more of. This is a guy who could be a little sneaky player and didn't have that great of a week. So, again, I put a star next. He's someone I'm still interested in. Right. But the fact that he did have a like a, not a great practice week does I, – I, I put that into my notes, and sometimes that could be the tiebreaker Absolutely. between a guy like, like – I said, a guy like him and a guy like DJ Shark. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. A guy like him, and it, maybe I'm looking at maybe a Rashad – you know, not Rashad Penny. He's he's too good. But something along those lines. Yeah, so right. No, there's going to be a another, guy that's close to him, and I'm like, okay, well – A guy like Trey uh, – Traycon Smith from UCF, another another wide receiver yeah. who actually did have a good week and, and produced also in the exactly. game. Exactly, so. and, and their draft slots are close. Sure. The tape yep. is similar. And then I, I like to make sure I have a note in there saying, hey, rough week at practice at Senior Bowl. Didn't really show what I you know he was expected to show. Uh, okay, Senior Bowl stats where he led the team, but again, most of those catches came off one catch. Half the yards came off of one catch. So I look at those notes. I'm like, okay, well – you know, 100-yard game in his last four games there in college, I'm going to go ahead and lean this way just because of that. Yep. And not and mostly, eight times out of ten, I would say, that usually ends up being the right move mm-hmm. for that. So it, it, it is a good way to, to break ties and stuff like that, for sure. And you mentioned a guy like Traquan Smith. Traquan Had Smith. a pretty good game, five yeah. catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so the receivers there, overall, eh, Jamon Moore actually had a good week as well. Uh, a big guy, six six foot three, two hundred nine, like pretty pretty much prototypical size out of Missouri. So he he was a another wide receiver that you know was getting a little bit of attention and and only had one catch for twenty two yards in the game, but but showed well during the week. So another guy to keep an eye on as well. Okay, any more receivers you want to kind of dive in here on? Not really. I mean, uh, I think for that, the for the most part, again yeah. for the most part. When it comes to receive wide receivers, the talent really does come from the underclassmen, right. for the most part. Well, uh, uh, one guy I did want to mention, another guy that came from the East-West Shrine game, showed well enough there that he got bumped up to the senior bowl. Um, small school Penn is is this yes. uh, Justin Watson. I did want to at least mention him. He's another guy that he had has, a really good week. He did have a nice week. He's six foot three, two hundred and thirteen pounds. So I mean, that's like for me, that's like number one wide receiver ideal Love size those. and everything. So he's a he's a guy that you know I haven't had a chance to dig into at all, but reports are that he had a nice little week and and coming up you know from a smaller school um, and you know getting in with all these bigger schooled guys and and showing well is a nice first step. In yeah, and I like seeing guys like that that actually do well at the East West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. They do get up on the senior belt and they actually go and play. Right. They, it shows me these guys are grinders. And they're you know they're willing to do what it takes. Whatever it takes. You know, yep. Whatever it takes, man. Okay, you want to play the Senior Bowl? I just played this week. Practiced all hard at the East West Shrine game. I'm going to Senior Bowl. Absolutely. Whatever gets me in front of these GMs, I show them willing to work hard. And I'm sure GMs and scouts see that as well. And like you said, prototypical size. Let's see. It. Let's let's look at some tape. See how it overall looks. But again, a guy that was not on my radar whatsoever. That's now on my radar. We see guys like that, guys that jump out of the combine as well that we find like that as well. Guys like John Brown, these smaller guys, school that went to Pittsburgh State that were, you know, I would have never been on my radar, but all of a sudden I saw you run a couple of drills and you look fantastic in those drills. All of a sudden I saw you had a couple of good weeks at the Senior Bowl. Now you're on my radar. Now you're on my Love radar. Love guys like that. Mm-hmm. And again, that, these are these, we always talk about this in your rookie draft where, you know, for the most part, the first round's easy. You know, it's that should be. Yeah, it's pretty drawn out for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're picking between O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram, or you're picking between Alvin Kamara and Cream Hunt. But for the most part, it's pretty drawn out for you. It's the second round, the third round, the fourth round. That's where you add the depth. That's where you build a dynasty. Indeed. That's where you have the team and the 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 depth and overall talent to make trades and package deals. And there's only one way to do that, and that's putting the time. That's listening to podcasts, watching tape, 
you know, obviously, if you listen to our podcast, I, th- I feel like we cover the rookies deep enough. That's that's almost a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. And then you take the information, you maybe watch a little bit of tape to back up how you feel about for those tiebreakers. You know, we tell you, hey, don't draft John Ross, right, right. this later. Don't draft Tavon Austin. You're like, well, why not? And then you go back, okay, I see. I understand that. Or you go, you know what? No, I disagree. I think he's be a big playmaker. But then usually after you listen long enough, you go, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stop drafting those guys. <laughs> um, but these are the kind of guys that you get on your roster later down the road. guy like Stephon Diggs. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get him right. in the first round. You get him late second, early third I was round. I say he was like a second or third round, right? Yeah. yeah, and we're sitting there talking about how he's a five-star high school recruit come out of Maryland, overall super talent. You know, some scouts, the only worry was he came out too early because he was injured at the end there, and people thought he wasn't ready to come back and show a little bit more. But all the talent is there. You should grab – this guy has all all the talent you need. Right. You're like, oh, I got drafted later. But then you draft him because of all that information that you have in your hand and upsides there, and you're like, okay, that hit pretty well. Again, that's where you get all this information from. It's all it's all the slow steps. You know, it's a senior bowl. It's the combine. It's tape. It's scouting reports. All this information all, that comes in together. Gotta, all, it's got to build and accumulate and back each other up and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's got to it's got to be redundant. All this information's got to paint a picture. Yeah, and we like to say, hey, we like to look at NFL mock drafts and do our way too early rookie mock draft just to see. Okay, we talk about this all the time. All right, well, we had um, Rashad Penny, Isaiah Carell kind of fits in this category, right? Isaiah Carell goes. Early, way too early mock draft. He's first, second, third, you know, maybe second, third, running back off the board. High first round pick. Mm-hmm. NFL draft comes along. He doesn't get drafted. Duke Jan- Johnson gets drafted in the third to trade up for him. He doesn't get drafted, right? Now, all of a sudden, he slips a little bit. Late first, early second. I like to have these way too early mock drafts and look at it and say, okay. What changed? What would, what changed? What made yeah. this person drop from Why right after the NFL se- or college football season – did Rich and Matt have this guy in the first round of the rookie mock? And we're talking so high about this guy. And now he's going late second. Like, why is that? What's the difference between all that college stuff and now? Is that good value? That's what I like to do. I look like, I look like, the, I look, I'm a person that looks at like NFL mock drafts literally every single day. Yes, you are. I love them, mm-hmm. right? I like to see, but it's not just to see like, you know, okay, what the Browns do. I'm I'm studying names here. No, you know, you're studying names. It's almost a mental practice as well, just to go through mock drafts, just to see how things fall out here and there as well. And same concept. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I'm looking at mock draft here in January first, December 25th. Okay, you know, Matt Miller, somebody I respect a lot, NFL draft scout, a guy like Dane Brugler, who I respect a ton. These guys have this guy in the second round, first round here. All of a sudden, now come late April, they get drafted during the fourth round, fifth round. Why is that? Why are they there now? Well, they're still on my radar because I knew back then they were first-round picks. Again, all we talk about the dynasty all the time, information. The more information you have at your fingertips, the better overall roster you're going to build. All right? And just don't make dumb decisions. Right on. So let's talk about some of these running backs at the Senior Bowl. Let's move it up a notch. Uh, one of these guys we had at the back end of our first round, had a pretty solid week. He did. Rashad Penny. Yep. College rushing uh, overall leader there. Yeah, he had over 2,000 rushing yards. Came in, nine rushes, 64 yards, long of, of 34. But also had a pretty good receiving game, too. One catch for 73 yards. Touchdown, Touchdown. Maybe. So he showed some explosion, definitely. Um, looked nice. Um, looked nice. I mean, just he looked like the best running back the South had and pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, um, him and actually the running back out of LSU, Daryl Williams, actually started the game and didn't look too bad either. And he was a guy that basically was a backup to Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette and uh, uh, Darius Geis. Yeah. So he never saw the – he's got plenty of tread left on those tires, and, and he didn't look too bad either. So Always fun to watch those guys that are backup somewhere, and they you get those guys occasionally that occasionally. come out there. It seems know? like LSU, you know, it wasn't Stephen Ridley the backup there at LSU, and and I, and I believe uh, oh, Ware, uh, Spencer Ware definitely was. Um, so I think they kind of have a history of pumping you, out so many running. It's like backs Wisconsin there. when you had Corey yeah. Clement there, right? Melvin Gordon there, and uh, and right, somebody else, the guy, the guy before, yeah, there's somebody else there too, yeah, but uh. 
yeah, so Rashad Penny comes in, had 137 total yards. Looked pretty good. Looked like he kind of looked like everything I saw kind of on tape. You know, something catch the football well. Yeah. Not overly like I like I think he is pretty good with the ball in his hands. Kind of does re- reci- like remind me a little bit of like a Ray Rice kind of runner. Uh, not the fastest kind of world, but good enough speed to break off a seventy-three yard reception. Not the easiest guy to bring down. Uh-huh. Easier, a little stocky there. Five foot eleven, two hundred and twenty-four pounds. It's, right. it's pretty good size, right? He definitely is. He definitely has the size. So he intrigues me. I see him as. I think we. Ta- I don't know if we talked about it last week again. I just see him as like one of those good running backs. You know, like. Yeah, I don't think he's spectacular either. Um, just a good his catching ability though is what's going to be the two thousand yards is what gets me though. Like he, he ha- I mean, I understand that the the level level of competition was you know not that great there at San Diego State, but two thousand yards is two thousand yards, man. That's hard one, to do. But we were, like I said last week, Denell Pumphrey did it, just right? And yeah, the same exact team, so it's scheme right. fit. So yeah, that's that. I that's. That automatically kind of dumps me down. It's right. like when uh, the Hawaii quarterbacks would throw for 5,000 yards every single year. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah, uh, okay. No, you that's know, a hey, great point. Hey, Case Keenum. Um, no, not Case Keenum himself. But right. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't so, either because uh, it was a quarterback from Hawaii, so there's yes. no sense in So that kind of makes it down, name. though. But what I said, with it, but a guy like him with his catching ability, who is a good runner, mm-hmm. if he gets drafted to be the guy on a team, he's going to be a good fantasy Running back, You're right? He's right. somebody that can get a bump alone. Where he's not spectacular in himself as a running back, but he's good enough. He's versatile. Yes, and, and they don't need to take him off the field, and they can run multiple packages with him. And, and he's and, he, and it's the thing. He's good enough. He's got the build for it. Mm-hmm. He's got the muscle for it. That if he actually gets drafted on the right team, that's going to use him. He could be a running back one. It could be yep. just out of just out of usage. Right. One of those guys is going to catch. Is it? It's not going to be because of just of his running ability. It's because the way he can catch the football and where he's viable there. Guys like that are worth their weight in gold. We talk about it all the time. A guy that doesn't come off the field. He can be that guy. So Rashad Penny, great game. Or not, not great game, but good game. Good game. Yeah, pretty good. Solid, Solid week. Yep. Right? Coming into it. Real intrigued by this guy. Uh, I can see his. We had him at the end of the first round. Definitely a player I can see stock kind of going up there because these running backs always get a little bump here, they, right? They creep, man. They creep all the time. We could easily see Rashad Penny falling into, and if he gets drafted in the right spot, right? Say, say Rashad Penny goes to the Lions. Say Rashad Penny goes to the Green Bay Packers, you know? It could be one of those situations where you're like, oh, okay, I want a piece of that action. No, or like the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, there's plenty of teams that need need backs at this point. I'm intrigued by Alex Collins staying in Baltimore. Okay. No, I can see that. You know, Danny Woodhead on that multi-year contract yeah. there, matched up with Alex Collins. I don't see the need for running back there at all. The Raider. I mean, name a team that, you know, old running back in a, in a spot. Tons of teams need a running back. Yeah. Jets need a running right. back. Jets, Raiders, Raiders need a running back. There's a bunch out there. Uh, Colts need a ra- What if he Jets, goes to the Colts? Jets. I mean, yeah, Jets, Colts, Giants. I mean, there's a bunch. There's tons a, of teams. Need a run- Browns need a running back. Yeah, so absolutely. tons of teams need a running back. Yep. Uh, so, again, Rashad Penny, not saying his – Needle moved too much, but I definitely see the upside starting to tick here already just from the Senior Bowl. Right on. It's like, okay, here he is. We mentioned his team before. Now, okay, now he's at the Senior Bowl with a lot of good players. Ah, did the same thing he pretty much did at school. Right. Looked pretty average. Right. You know, or above, above average. Av- above average. Look good, man. I mean, I'm not going to say that he looked great, but he looked good. Okay, so let's talk about another guy who had a good week, a good game here. Go go ahead. Arizona, Arizona State running back. Kalen Balazs. Kalen Balazs. Six foot two, two twenty two. He's a receiver. He's a runner. Uh, he's a guy that in two thousand sixteen scored eight touchdowns in a game. But, eight. Eight. But <laughs> eight. in twenty seventeen though, it's not a typo. There were some games he was benched. Right. Right. So this is a guy that he his past definitely his twenty seventeen. It's it's okay. Eh, not really a lot to overly love here. Comes in, has a good week. Like we said, not just run the ball, but he comes in and catches the ball well. He did. Um, it's one of those things where even the commentators were saying, you know, some people are kind of got a reputation as a looks like Tarzan plays like Jane type of guy. But in the game itself, I mean, I don't know if 
I don't know if he's heard all this stuff and he wanted to prove a point, but he was running pretty angry in that game and lowering his pads and, and really you know, like kind of delivering blows. So from what I saw during that game, he, you know, he didn't look like that type of guy. And that's nice to, nice to really see. And the guy's a freak athlete. He's going to tear up the combine. He's one of those people that's going to be on the rise, I have a feeling, from here on out in the process, just just from an athletic standpoint alone. Yeah. Didn't catch any balls in the game, but caught pat balls throughout the week right. throughout practice. Mm-hmm. Guys like him worry me, though. You know, guys that... That's one of the... It, it's definitely one of the, the plays like... Or looks like Tarzan plays like Jane type of guy. They are definitely worrisome. And you red to, flags galore. There's definitely a red flag going up, but at the same time, he could be a home run. If, you, if you're swinging for the fences on a guy, he lands in the right situation, and you're looking at a, at a, at a versatile back that never comes off the field. So I can see why people will get sucked in with this guy. So there's definitely a lot more work to be done on Balage for me before I make a decision on him. but He's someone I have to go back and I'm going to have to watch. He's intriguing. 16, you know, 2016 oh, yeah, yeah. and 2017 yeah. tape on. I want to see what's going on with him. You know, why did he get banned? What's, what's going on with this guy? Does he have the heart? Does he have, does he want it? You know, right. you, you said he came in, he ran hard for the senior bowl for the scouts and everything. But again, does he fall in that Justin Gilbert category where it's like, okay. I'm doing I'm, what I have to do to get paid, basically, yeah. at this point. And then when I get there, man, kind of whatever, you know. Yep. You know, maybe if I'm in the right spot, it comes easy to me, I'll, I'll strive. But if I face a little competition, maybe I'll just sit here and pout along those lines. What are the running backs there that you see that you kind of were, like, intrigued by? Because um, for me, I, I wasn't really in love with a lot of these Senior Bowl guys. Neither, neither was I. The other guy that was kind of intriguing just from a um, – I guess a, a fit standpoint of where he's going to actually land is this Jalen Samuels from NC State who ended up playing like a bunch of different positions in college and was mostly utilized as a pass catching like H-back. Uh-huh. So he has definite receiving skills, and he could settle into a receiving role pretty, like a third down receiving role. But he's five foot 11, 223 pounds. That's a good size. So, you know, if this guy can develop a little bit, and and I want to dig in a little bit and, and watch some tape and just see it, see what his movement skills are really like to see if he can do the between-the-tackles type of stuff. Well, he um, has the body size for He it. has the body size, but it doesn't mean that he can move the way a running back needs to be able to move. And, and we've seen guys like that do it at a high level in the right scheme, a la a Ty Montgomery. Right, no. So I, I want to see how he's going to – where he's going to settle in. And, and th- I mean, they did it. I mean, they ran him between the tackles. He had 10 rushing attempts. for He only had 37 yards. Um, in the game, but it, I mean, he added like another two catches for for fourteen yards. So I mean, they they didn't really utilize him the way I think an NFL team is going to utilize him, which would be probably to catch more passes than than run more balls, especially initially. So that guy is a little bit intriguing. He's a scheme fit guy, right? And and the guy, um, you know, can, do, do San Francisco bring in, uh, no, you know a big guy and then you, they draft this guy in the seventh round you're like oh, okay Jalen right. Samuels with Mike Shanahan let's see what you do catching some football absolutely that size. absolutely and and Akram Wadley was another guy Iowa who practiced well all week the thing I don't like about him he's five foot ten 188 pounds not gonna cut it so that's gotta be one of those like, not gonna cut it yeah that's those guys be. never pan out never right it, it, it's not enough to intrigue me He's not like you get an occasional he's, outlier. He's not an expl- he's not an explosive enough athlete to like throw him in the Darren Sproles category. He's just too small. Yeah, but but I mean, he had a good week of practice. Blah yeah, blah blah. Meaningless, right? Honestly, meaningless. It's it's he. I mean, not to pile on a guy himself. I don't know, but you know, it's like yeah, you you're not even in my radar. No, you, you need know? to put on twenty pounds of muscle. Stuff like that is kind of important. Literally, unless you're like a special talent and you're an outlier, and he does not seem like that. Right. So let's get in some guys for our super flex leagues, guys with quarterback needs. Let's talk about some of these quarterbacks. Now, the big thing here is the big names here were Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the MVP, we're talking about Kyle Luletta comes in, uh, Richmond quarterback. Yeah. Kind of gave himself a nice little uh, draft bump there. 198 yards, three touchdowns, eight for 12. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have Kentucky's Mike White comes in, eight, 11, eight for 11, 128 yards, and two touchdowns. So Both of, the, both of them touchdown. look nice. Yeah, both yeah so the they, both look, they both looked okay. Yeah. Kind of proved their draft stocks. 
Well, and, and those guys and those guys made their hay on on accuracy and and timing and stuff like yeah. that. And and they looked they were they were they were really putting the ball in good places where where their wide receivers could catch it and stuff like that. So important it's important stuff. I, I mean, especially when you flip the coin to the other side and you're and you're talking about Josh Allen who his biggest knock is his accuracy and ball placement and stuff like that. Ooh. So so these guys really, you know, when when all the scouts are honing in on accuracy for Allen, they're they're seeing these other guys on the other squad really dropping dimes basically throughout the practice week. So for me, I want to see where these guys get drafted, and I want to see. I mean, that's a big thing overall for them. Where mm-hmm. do they get drafted? Right. Are they behind Carson Wentz? Then guess what? No thanks. Yeah. You know, are you in a position where you have any kind of opportunity? Well, then in a super flex league, I'm a little bit more intrigued. Right. No, are they getting, dra- are they getting league, drafted behind Alex Smith? I mean, because that's, exactly. you know, I mean, obviously that's that's a huge thing because, I mean, Alex Smith, we were just talking about, he's he's 34 years old and and I, I could definitely see them drafting somebody. They're not going to stick with Colt McCoy yeah, back there. A small school guy out of Richmond, a guy like Kyle Letta comes in. All of a sudden now he gets drafted by the Redskins in the fourth round. Right. In a super flex league, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this this guy has an opportunity here. I might be willing to invest a decent round draft pick on him on the opportunity for his skill set to come in and be the starter. Now, those are all long shots. Quarterbacks are, is the hardest pr- position to predict on who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. But I'll tell you what. My favorite quarterback in this whole entire draft class just so happened to be playing at the Senior Bowl, and that's Baker Mayfield. Mm. Love this guy, Baker Mayfield. Heisman Trophy winner this past year. This is a guy that started from the bottom, and now he's here. Okay? He came in, and he grinded. He's a grinder. He's a winner. He loves football. He wants to win. He That's what he cares about. And when you have the quarterback position, you have to be all in at the quarterback position. you got to love football. You've got to want to win. You've got to be in there all day, every day. It's got to consume your life. That's why Tom Brady is so good. It consumes him. That's all he cares about. You know, his body, pre- pre- preparation, getting there for the game. Guys like that that care that can get in there. Baker Mayfield, he gets these comps. People are worried about him. Oh, he might be under six foot. Comes in six foot, three eighths. He's got, he's got it. Big hands, he's got it, right? I love the comp I, I saw from somebody saying, hey, if this guy was six foot one and three eighths, people would say, he's no brainer. Number one, one, take him. The guy said, he's like, stand on your tippy toes. See how much more that inch gives you. It's not that much. I love my quarterbacks to come in to be smart and to be accurate with the football. Baker Mayfield is smart with the football. He's accurate with the football. You know, Drew Brees, one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. He's only six foot. He's only six foot, yeah. I like Baker Mayfield a ton. To me, this is a guy that's going to come in, and he's going to be a pretty – at worst case, I think he's going to be a pretty solid quarterback. Now, again, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Quarterback's the hardest position to predict. It is. It's a, Guys get paid millions of dollars to make these decisions in the first round. They get it wrong 80% of the time. Uh, I mean, I think it's closer to 50, but, yeah. I would it say feels high. like 80 because you know, we're Browns fans. <laughs> if you go back and look at these first rounds, you'll see a lot of these guys are flames. All right. There's uh, not that great. Let me go back to the – Jake Locker draft. Oh, my oh. Every quarterback in the first Ooh. round was terrible. But for me, Baker Mayfield is somebody that I want to invest in. In a super flex draft, this is the guy that I want. Now, yes, a guy like Josh Allen has great upside. But I see guys like Josh Allen all the time. The Browns have Josh Allen on the roster right now. His name's Deshaun Kaiser. Big, tall, strong-armed quarterbacks. But here is the mistake. They're not very accurate. And the problem is, unless your name is Brett Favre, most of these quarterbacks that are not accurate in college, aren't accurate in the pros. Right? No, it's a major concern. That's, I mean, obviously, the two top guys there at the Senior Bowl, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, both have concerns of some sort. Josh Allen, it's obviously his his um, accuracy issues. I mean, he's just erratic. Sometimes he looks amazing and drops dimes, and sometimes, sometimes he's just all over the place. And you know, some of it's probably footwork. Um, and obviously Baker Mayfield's is just his overall size. I mean, it's going to be an issue for some some people, for some GMs. For some teams, it's going to be an issue. Yeah. For some I mean, teams, it won't be. Right, exactly. For me, it's not an issue whatsoever. And, and I think both guys have to go to the right place and get the right kind of coaching. I mean, you can't 
you can't expect Baker Mayfield to be able to do everything a six foot five guy can. He's got to be able to shift around. He's got to be able to have probably bigger guards like Drew Brees does. To so guys aren't right in his face all the time, right out of, right out of the gate. And that's fine. You know what? And that's a general manager's job to draft it, those guys to it, make sure that's 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 where you're at. It definitely is. And no. Again, when you go back to the size, I look at it as one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. In my entire life, we were just talking about it today about going to New Orleans this year to go see the Browns play so we can see Drew Brees. Again, I have a Drew Brees autographed football or right. helmet in my house. I love Drew Brees. Loved him in Purdue. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. One of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL today that most, if you had a startup draft and picking quarterbacks, one of the top ones being selected overall is Russell Wilson. Right. Again, a guy who's five foot eleven. Yeah, in no, the NFL, absolutely. And, and and the good thing about Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's he's taller than the five foot eleven. He's six foot tall, and and it's not like he's one of those. There's tall guys that have low releases and always get balls batted. I mean, look at Brock Osweiler. He's like eight foot tall, and he's always getting balls always. batted down because he just Brandon has Whedon. a he has a low release, and 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 that's not really an issue for Baker Mayfield. So he does have a higher higher release point, and he doesn't have a tendency to get a bunch of balls batted. But I mean. That's that's one that's one part of it. Another part of it is, hey, you got to be able to see the whole field, and and sometimes with six foot five linemen in front of you, you can't see everything. You got to you're moving around just to get alleys to see the whole field. So it's it's going to be a concern for some GMs. I think he can overcome it. He's he's shows he's shown enough to that that he's a baller and he goes out and, and gives his all and and he excels. So I I I do think he's going to be a good quarterback. I'm just not sure where he's going to end well, up in the NFL. If I was the Browns, that's who I would take, personally. I, I, I understand that. Uh, another concern could be for dynasty issues is he is going to be 20, he's 23. So age, he is going to be about two years older. Does that does that really matter for a quarterback nowadays? No, no, you're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. So He could be. He could come in. I mean, as long as he's not Brandon Whedon coming in when he's 29 – it, it it's fine if even if he's twenty four twenty five like who cares it, it doesn't matter. So Baker Mayfield for you right now Superflex League rookie draft first round pick. Yeah uh, yeah. Sam Darnold first round pick. Uh. Josh Rosen first round pick. Uh, I think Josh Rosen probably more so. I, there's something about Sam Darnold that that um says he's just going to be average to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, dug in enough, but I gotta watch more Tate to make. I, I have to make decision. right. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you it's what, really, though, it's really, it's really early. But stay on senior bowl topic here. A guy like Josh Allen, it's just I. If I am a team investing a high pick on him, I'm extremely nervous. You're gonna get a guy in there to fix his footwork and, and get his mechanics down to the point where he's hitting that same thing every time because he's, he's got to he, sit. He throw. Yeah, he does. He throws some beautiful passes, man. Oh. He makes he's got all the arm strength in the world. He's got great athleticism. He's he's got prototypical six foot five, two hundred and thirty seven pounds, just perfect size. And I'm a truther because remember, I mean, remember right. the NFL draft last I, year. I, I'm totally saying, I said I sat here and said next year the number one one overall is gonna be Josh Allen, right. quarterback at uh Wyoming. Kid's right. got a great arm, reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. That was my comp to him. Like the way you went out there and just sling the ball so right as, as accurate as Aaron Rodgers. But now yeah, his accuracy is just way off. And it said I want to see now granted the second half of the senior bullet came in and looked pretty good. He did. He it was almost like he 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 wasn't expected to come back out and then all of a sudden he's playing in the second half and he and he played well. He lit it up, man. Two touchdowns. Right. Uh so let's let's see. I'm I'm here. He played. I mean, the, the he came back from the bowl game and played, even though he had a shoulder issue and he, and he missed two games. He missed like their last two games, but came back for the bowl game when he didn't really have to play. So he's got some gamer in him as well, and comes to the senior bowl as well. I mean, so he's he didn't have to do either one of those things. He would have been a first round pick either way. Um, but he, he but wanted he's to. Look, he he's wanted looking to. At- I think he knew that he was going to be a first round pick either way, but he's trying to. That's why he's talking. You know, I want to turn to Browns. He's trying to boost his stock. He's trying to go as high as possible. So I think he, even for him, he should. Well, he's not afraid bowl. though. He's not afraid. Like, oh no, I agree too. Again, I'm not even. I'm not even like. Look at the other Josh. That's what I'm, I'm not even call down. Him. I'm not even down. Like, I, I hope this come up. Like, I don't like dislike Josh right. Allen. I think the upside is there. Yeah. I think his arm is unbelievable. He can make throws in the NFL right now that. Or he can make throws right now that I'd say half the quarterbacks in the NFL can't even make. So he intrigues me 
a lot. Yeah. If somebody can somehow fix that, he could easily be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. If he if you can fix that, it's just for the most part. Again, when I look at tape and I go over my decisions, I go over rankings, I rank these rookies, and I and I think you do too. And I think the reason we do have so much success doing it, and people say, you know, well, how, how do you guys, how do you nail these rookies so much? How do you get these right? And I go, well, you know, one, I watch the tape. You know, I'm not an NFL scout, but I still watch the tape and say, okay, this is good. This is bad. This can translate to NFL. This can't. And I also look at statistics. And not just from now, but last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, overall. And for the most part, the same thing we talk about, guys, you know, like John Ross and Devon Austin, how those small receivers, how they help your NFL team, don't help your fantasy team. Because I've seen those guys come in the NFL. They're almost 40 years old. I've been watching the NFL for my entire life. I've seen these guys come and go a thousand times, and they've never had great success. Right. Same thing with these kind of quarterbacks. You see these big, arm, strong quarterbacks that were never really accurate in college. They they never ever. I mean, literally hardly ever. I think Brett Favre had a fifty three percent, fifty two percent accuracy in college. But again, there's always going to be outliers to everything. Right. You know, Tom no, Brady absolutely. was a six round pick. You know, there's always outliers to everything. But for the most part. Those guys don't come to the NFL. We say the same thing all the time. You know, if you fix your fit work, footwork a little bit there, and you work at work here and get coached up, it could probably be fixed. Almost nobody ever gets fixed, ever. No, like, literally. A lot of the times, you never. are what you you are what you are. But here's what I want to see. I want. I mean, we saw him. We saw him now at the Senior Bowl, and I think he showed. You know, the, the first half was not good. He he was a little bit off. The second half, he came in, did well. I want to see how the he practice com- wasn't good. I want to see how he comes back and and performs at the scouting combine because literally from the time the, the the season ended till now, he's been being coached by a professional coach, basically a, a footwork guy, a mechanics guy. So does it improve? If it improves between now and you know, three weeks or four weeks from yeah, now I mean, at the, the at, you can cheat there. It's kind of, uh, you can't, you can't cheat throw overthrowing guys. Ah, but if you practice those certain routes and stuff like that, I mean, you can kind of, you're still, you're still that. there with guys that you've never thrown to. And true. Deshaun Kaiser looked terrible at the combine. And that's why I failed the second round. So yeah, I'm going to give him, I feel like he's somebody, everything. Let's see how the pass. Like the only thing I'm interested in whatsoever is him passing at the combine because everything else He's he's off the charts. Right, he I, does is off the right. Charts. I don't care about how his, his ball speed and all that kind of so crap. So let's see. And, and Again, all that. he he does. He intrigues me. He really does. But as like for me, somebody as like a Browns fan personally, I don't want him because I already have him on my team. Again, he's Deshaun Kaiser to me. But what if he's a Deshaun a fixable Deshaun Kaiser? I to me, it's not worth it. If I already have that on my roster, I'd rather have him. What if he's a Deshaun Kaiser that doesn't throw interceptions at an alarming rate in the red zone? I'd, I, if I'm taking that high, I'd rather play it safe with a guy like Baker Mayfield. All right. Right? You got Josh Rosen, who's real slim, concussion issues, shoulder surgery issues, concerns there, right? Sam Darnold, turnover issues, footwork issues. Arm strength issues. Arm strength issues, question marks there. Josh Small Allen. hands, smells like cabbage. Question mark <laughs> issues. Looks funny, yeah. yeah. Then you got a guy like Baker Mayfield, just, just overall... Very solid quarterback. Just, just, does he have the ceiling? Just he, doesn't have the height and the stature. I know. That's, does, that's and people will come he, in here and say, well, he doesn't have the ceiling as these guys. Right. Did Russell Wilson, Drew Brees have the ceiling as those guys too? Look pretty damn good. No, that's the same thing. I mean, I, I – Case Keenum's only six foot. I knocked I knocked Russell Wilson down my board because for the same exact reason. And I'm not going to make the same mistake here with Baker Mayfield. I just want to make sure that he's getting into the right situation before I bump him up all the way. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say it right now. Nothing's going to happen from here until the rookie draft where uh, – well, there's one thing I'm tell you, that's going to happen. I'll tell you that in a second here. That's not going to make Baker Mayfield the first quarterback on my board, definitely in Superflex leagues. The only thing that's going to change that is when the Browns take a different quarterback and I'm like, oh, I got to get that guy in yeah. <laughs> my roster number one over. He's the number one overall pick, guys. I know. And then two years from now, I go, look, I did I it again. I shouldn't have done it. I had Baker Mayfield one the whole time through the draft. And I had to take the Browns guy. So watch out that's for those it. late season switches by Rich. That's our senior bowl coverage. Again, you know, other guys here that we're gonna take real high in our rookie draft, you know, most likely besides James Washington, maybe Rashad Penny, most likely not. But yeah, I mean Bellage might he might he might creep his way up. Not for me. 
Uh, these are guys, again, that you need to know. So we mentioned their names because you need to know them. Keep those names on your mental radar. These are guys you're going to be looking to take in the second round of your rookie draft, most likely. Way more tape. Oh, and we got some first-rounders here. Dallas Goddard. I was going to uh, say, Michael tight Siggy. ends, man. Tight ends. Oh, come on, come on. It's you're late. totally forgetting about them. It's late. I need the blood to stay high, okay? Let's not go low. All right. So until next week. I don't know what that meant, but all right. Don't worry about it, Perv. Uh, Next week, we're going to have another show. Don't know the topic quite off the top of my head. That's okay. We'll figure it out. But you'll find out next week if you tune in. In the meantime, if you want to chit chat, uh, talk about the Super Bowl, who's winning the Super Bowl? Your prediction, please? Uh, The Patriots. Most boring prediction ever. Yeah, I hope they don't win. I really do. I don't like either team personally, but I hope the Philadelphia Eagles win. But if I am picking the Patriots as well. Uh, if you want to chit-chat in, in the meantime, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you get on there every single day. We have awesome scouting reports. If you go to DynastyNerds.com right now today, you can read about 20, 25 scouting reports. doesn't get much better than that, does it? It doesn't unless there was 35. <laughs> Well, there'll be a new one up tomorrow. There you go. Maybe there will be. Our boy John DeMent out there uh, shipping them down from Canada every single day. You're the man, John. stud muffin. Yes, he is. Uh, Got a new writer. I think he's from Canada, too. Jordan Richards. He's going to start writing some stuff. Nice. We're the Dynasty Nerds, eh? Hey. Hey. So, uh, in the meantime, check out Dynasty Nerds. If you want to leave us a five-star rating review on uh, Apple iTunes, feel free to do it. We're at 440. Nice. I know. We're getting up there. Hey, creeping every week here, huh? I know. It's kind of crazy. We might get to 500 eventually. Someday. That's sexy. We're at we're at over 1.6 million podcast downloads. Why can't we get to 500 uh, uh, review reviews? A guy can dream, Rich. I dream every night. I know you do. So until then, have a fun Super Bowl party. I hope your favorite team wins. Or if your favorite team is not in there, I hope the team that you whatever yeah whatever just somebody's gonna win it's not gonna be my favorite team it's not the browns so i can give a rat's ass who's in a stupid game i hope they both lose (laughs) in the meantime we'll be back next week same fellas same chair all right guys later ready set thanks for listening to the dynasty nerds fantasy football podcast make sure to check us out at dynastynerds.com for up-to-date dynasty insight and follow us on twitter at dynasty nerds